Hey guys, welcome to another episode. Today I'm bringing you another guest appearance. I was on the Creator Money podcast with Mike Rama. We talked about content automation growing on TikTok and YouTube. Really excited to bring this to you. Let's get into it. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Creator Money podcast, the number one business podcast for content creators. I'm your host, Mike Rama, and today I am joined by Stephen G. Hope. Stephen is a creator, an entrepreneur, a business owner, founder of SGP Labs, a content marketing and automation expert. Stephen, <laughs> what's going on? Welcome to the podcast. Hey, man. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate you uh, having me on. And I'm super excited to, to chat and talk about all things content and uh, creating money from it. I love it. I love it. So, Stephen, I think the first time that I ever came across one of your pieces of content, it was on TikTok. And it was something along the lines of a video where you were like, here's how I automate 99% of my content. And it was like a YouTube video and, and then boom, it like goes into Airtable and gets transcribed and then boom, it goes to TikTok and now it's going to YouTube Shorts and all these other places. And I thought, this is my kind of guy. Like, <laughs> I love Um, So yeah, I would just love to hear like, what are you doing right now in terms of content, right? Are you... uh? You know, you make podcasts and then you, you know, crop them out, put them on the TikTok. Like what's the content strategy right now? Yeah. So my content strategy is I, I'm building up my YouTube channel. So I go live and I do, my lives are kind of like a uh, YouTube style videos. So I'm trying to do, do straight to the point and try to like live in the moment and try to do that. Um, and then I'm also, I do guest guesting a lot. So I've got a, a video camera that's recording me. It's pulling in your audio and pulling in my video. I find that's one of the best ways of doing the long form content into short form content, because then you've got people asking you questions and you're just kind of vibing and doing the, doing your thing as normal. Um, and then I'm also starting to run this Q and a that I record as well. Uh, and then of course I just do the, the one-off TikToks where I'm just looking into the screen and, uh, you know, doing this straight to you. Cause I think there's a, I think, the, I think content creation does the best. I don't, not everyone can do this, but I think it does the best when you've got the long form thing, you're cutting that up into little pieces that you can publish. But I still think looking into the camera and talking to people is, um, is a big part of it too. I, I can't, I kind of think of that's right. like, if you want to do rapid growth, I think that's more on the rapid side of things. And then of course you've seen the, the content automation stuff that I, that I do as well. And that, that just helps me do all of that stuff that I'm doing, um, really efficiently. So I, I like to tell people, it's like, I can help you be Gary V in, in two hours or two to three hours a week. Right. I, I completely agree with you. I think there's like a balance between making videos that are like specifically optimized for TikTok and then also just taking content that you already have from a podcast like this, from your Q and A's, from your YouTube, and then, you know, getting those turned into TikToks, like finding the, finding the balance between the two. Um, I know I really just jumped right in and wanted to go right to the, the content strategy, but I was taking a step back. I would love to hear a little bit more about like what you're doing at SGP labs, what do you, what do you do for your clients? Is that all around the content automation or do you help them develop strategies as well? Yeah. So the only people that I really help with like the hardcore automation that I do are people that are already creating a lot of content, right? Cause it, there's, if you're not creating content yet, there's, it's like, that's only going to get in your way. Like, right. like I I've done so many automation things and implemented technology. You can do that. You could say this for anything, for marketing automation, for content automation. It can literally just get in your way and cause problems. Um, so, 
so when I'm working with a bigger client, they've like some of my clients have like three podcasts and it's just like, they've got a team and it's like, how do you really streamline that whole thing? I'll come in and help them specifically on the automation. But for my clients, I'm helping them do, I'm really helping them use the power of video, content repurposing and social media to generate revenue. And to do that, it's really like marketing strategy. You have to have a marketing strategy, right? Right. Who, what, why you, where are you going to do it and how are you going to do it? And then content strategy, which is like, what are the skills you need? What's your point of view? Um, what's your post-production workflow look like? What's your distribution workflow look like? How do you gather insights from the marketplace? So, uh, and then like, how do you get on video? How do you come up with your concept? Like, are you going to do a podcast? Are you going to do a Q and A's? You're going to, so I help them think all that stuff through and just walk them through my program and help them get that, uh, for people that aren't actually creating content yet or aren't on video, it's helping them get that thing going. You know, it's like, it's not an easy mm -hmm. thing. It, it, I, uh, I, I should actually rephrase that. It, it can be very easy, but we get in our, our, our own way and we've, We've all got our own reasons, like why that, why something gets in the way. It could be fear. It could be, you know, right. you just don't even know how it works. Like, how could this possibly generate m money for me? I don't get it. Like, so there's all those different things. That, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. One, one of the best decisions I ever made actually was kind of getting out of my own way with this podcast distribution. Cause I know if I'm the one at the end of the day who like kind of you know, edits these things and actually does the posting. I'd make the, the captions, the titles and everything. I would never get any of these things published. Right. So right. just like getting that system in place where I am no longer the one that publishes and distributes this. I'm not the one who chops it up and puts it on YouTube and then makes the, uh, the TikTok clips, like just getting myself out of there, getting out of my, my own way. Yeah. With the, with the, uh, the content repurposing and the distribution piece. Are you like optimizing for each individual platform? This is kind of a, a selfish question because I've gone back and forth with like, do I just take some of these clips and I use that same clip on TikTok and LinkedIn and YouTube and Reels? Or do we put in some extra effort and we change it a little bit to make that TikTok clip a little bit more in line with LinkedIn or with Instagram Reels? How do you think about the, the different platforms? That's where, like, when I talk to people, like, that, the, that's, like, the distribution piece, right? So it's, like, that's having expert knowledge on each of these platforms and how they perform. And so there's a couple of different ways of answering that. There's, number one, do you have the time to do it? Do you have the time and the resources to do that? Because if you're trying to grow on TikTok right. and you start splitting your mind and your efforts on other platforms where, like, so, like, you might you might get 1% better on LinkedIn, but then you've... you've now you're doing 25% worse on TikTok. It's probably not worth your thing. Right. But I think in general, yes, because what I have noticed is like when I public, when I've been recording some of these, these, um, these TikToks just like in my studio and I'll cut them up and I won't, I won't put the music on it. I won't do certain things and I'll push those to Instagram and the reel will get five, 6,000 views. And on TikTok, it'll get like 300. And, and, and so I think part of it is also just experimenting. So you will find that things just perform differently on different channels. And so I, I think the, 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 the short answer to your question is you probably should, if you have the time and the resources to do it, if you like, if you don't have the time and resources, you should probably just push it over there just to experiment and see what's happening, but not, not let it get, not let it distract you. Right. 
Yeah. And that's, that's where my head has been at. Um, because I know for me, TikTok is like the platform. All the other ones are kind of an afterthought, but I know that there's a way for me to just start pushing this content to all the platforms. The reason we recently stopped is I was just kind of automating the process from TikTok to YouTube. And we were getting some strikes with like the, the music in the background. So I know that's something that we have to tweak is like, you know, just, just film those raw without the music and then, you know, re repurpose them and, uh, that, that, them to other platforms. That's how I'm doing those. Now question, were you getting like an actual strike or were you just getting that copyright claim? The copyright claim. Yeah. Cause there's, there's two different levels of it. Like, and, and, you know, I'm like, I'm just starting to grow my, my YouTube channel. So there's. This isn't like advice that like it's bulletproof in terms of like in every situation is the case, but from, and I also have a, um, a consultant that's helping me. He, um, he actually runs the, um, the YouTube channel for Lewis, uh, house. And what he's been saying is like, from the music perspective, those, those copyright claims are just going to prevent you from claiming monetization. But it's not like a, it's not a strike against your account. Like a, a strike is a real strike. Like you'll get a message and you get three of them, I think. So th there's a little okay. bit of a difference there. So I'm not saying don't care about that copyright claim. You should be, you should, you should be cognizant of what that is, but it's not a, a true strike. A, a strike is a, something that's really serious. And it's basically like you get two more of these and we're going to remove your channel as opposed to the copyright right. claims, which is just saying, Hey, you're not gonna be able to monetize this. Yeah, very interesting. I so I I saw those coming through, and I didn't really know that distinction. All I knew was like, oh, this doesn't look good. We got a couple of these. We should probably turn this off. Yeah. Um. But that's good to know. I think I think either way, I'm still gonna try to, uh, create those videos without the background sound, and then I don't know potentially use someone that or use a a sound that is specifically for YouTube, or only use sounds on TikTok that I know. Like this is good on YouTube as well. So it's just less work. Um, yeah, that's, it, where my, that's where my head's at right now. And th uh, this is where I think like, and this is where I have fun too, like helping people is like, you can still create those TikTok videos. You can record it. And then a, a video editor can come in and splice it together and pull it together for you. And then you can still post it on TikTok. Um, it's just like, that's what's interesting about content in general is like, you got to find something that works for you. Like mm -hmm. everyone's flow and like, it's just going to be different you got to experiment. I think that's part of the fun of it. It's the challenge. It's the frustration. It's like, this is a, it's a real frustrating space in a way. I, I'm sure you've experienced that too. Frustrating, but exciting at the same time, just because of, you know, how many, how many opportunities are out there. Yeah. It's a, you definitely have to have the right mindset. Like for instance, like I've seen you grow faster than me on TikTok, and that, that I could see that and be like, man, that's frustrating. But then it's just like, well, it, it is what it is. It's like, you know, like, um, and you gotta like find your spot, find your zone, not get distracted. Like, um, why is this guy growing faster than me? And then, but on the flip side, I'm growing faster than other people. So it's like, it, you know, it's just like, yeah, I mean, it's exciting and frustrating. I, I see the same thing too. I kind of get, you know, comparing myself <laughs> to other people and other accounts. And then you have to take a step back and just, you know, I can't think like that, right? I have to just keep me consistent, putting it, putting the content out there. And I know, I know things will happen. Yeah. Um, one note on that, was, one note, or if I could throw this in there too, is like, so okay. like, I, this is where like, I think like purpose comes into play, right? So like, what's your purpose in life? And like, 
sometimes those purposes take a long time to to see themselves come through, right? And so mm-hmm. if you get too addicted to fast growth, like it's, that is possible on TikTok, you can kind of lose sight of, and you did a good video on this too. Like you did one on like those, you were, you were talking about how people make those seven second videos where they have to read all this text, right? And you were like, guys, this is not the way, like maybe it's a way to trick the algorithm. It's a way to get this. But like, if you get too focused on the hooks and not having fun and not, just it's like it's not going to be sustainable because TikTok is eventually going to change as well and like so like you really want to be focused on building one one relationship at a time i know that's hard to do especially on TikTok because you're just addicted to the the growth potential right yeah but like you still got to just make one friend at a time like it's yep. you want you want like 20 if you had 20 or 30 people just talking about you all the time be like mike i, I love mike i love his stuff he's always connecting brands together that's really cool he's like like if you had 20 or 30 of those, you're going to grow faster than if you have 20,000 TikTok followers. Absolutely. And and for most people, to your point, like that purpose, like what exactly do you want to get out of content creation, right? Is it just purely views and followers? Like for most people, the answer to that is no, but you get lost in that because that's the metric that you actually see, right? You don't see what you mentioned about those like 20, you know, really deeply connected fans, you don't see that number. It's not in your face. So for a lot of us, it's like, oh, views, that's what I want. That's all I care about. And that's where you get into these traps of like, you know, I'll talk with people on TikTok and they have a million followers and they just post a video that like is not related to them at all. Or it's not, there's like, nothing's going to come from it. They're not going to be able to monetize off that. They're just, they've kind of like hacked the algorithm. And they just post like the same exact framework over and over again. And like their faces and in it, like there's nothing they can do with that account. And that's because you kind of get addicted to those, the views, the likes, the shares, the comments, because that's all you see. And you don't really, you know, you can lose sight of like, why am I actually building this? Right. Am I trying to build connections? Am I trying to grow my business? And and you just focus on the other metrics. Yeah. That, that, and like the if connecting the purpose into like, what impact do you want to play in the, in the world? Right. Because. The only time somebody's going to hire you, spend money on you is like, if you're helping them in some way, like you're like, you're giving them some sort of entertainment that they would actually pay for, or you're accelerating their progress in their life. You're solving some major pain in their life. Like, like, and that's like, for me, for instance, like I'm right now, I, I happen to be creating, helping people do video and marketing and stuff like that. At the core of like who I am, I've just always been somebody that's been able to see the the full potential, or I see a version of of people that that I think that they can attain. And so I'm good at helping them see like what are you capable of doing if they're interested in hearing my perspective, right? And then I'm good at helping them get the tools and the resources they need to get that impact that they want, so that they can reach, so that they can do the same, they can they can reach their maximum potential. So I'm connecting to that every day, and like. When I go to, when I wake up and I don't want to get up or I don't want to do a video, I'm connecting to that. I'm like, oh, I'm here to serve a purpose. And all of these things kind of align, right? Because if you're not, if you don't provide some sort of value to somebody, nobody's going to pay you for anything. It's just like, I wouldn't and you wouldn't. And so like, why would they think any different? Yeah, I made a video on this topic recently, but um, a little more along the lines of like preventing burnout. So I feel the times when I get burnt out are when I lose track of that purpose. I remember that vision. Yeah. And then I just feel like I'm spinning wheels and I'm like, 
why why am I doing this again? Right. So going back to that purpose, I, I love how you put it. Um, one thing I wanted to to ask you about, I was checking out your LinkedIn, I think either earlier or the other day, and I noticed that you actually went through the through a process of selling your your previous business. Right. That's what it looked like from from yeah. LinkedIn. Um, would love to hear about that experience and, and what that was like. Yeah. So my, like, so where a lot of that technology automation stuff comes from is that I'm an engineer. I, I built a, a software engineering company. I grew that to several million dollars a year. And then I sold it. I was on Inc. Magazine's fastest growing companies. And, um, and it was really after the sale of that, that I really got into content, like as a content creator, like I was creating content. That's actually how I built that business. It was all thought leadership, blogging, sharing my expertise, being an innovator, being excited about what I was doing. Um, but yeah, so, um, but it was after that, that I really like looked back and I was just like, man, I could have built that business a lot faster if I had known all of these things. And that's when I really started digging into all the marketing, like in, in content and social media and video. Um, but yeah, that was a great experience. And, and, and I think even now that I can draw from that, uh, that experience because marketing in a way or not in a way, but it's like, it's geared towards achieving some result. Right. And so like, even though I wasn't a marketing expert when I started off doing what I'm now, I was still, I, I could still say, okay, this needs to, this needs to generate revenue. Like it, it all has to tie back to like making money at some point or, or you're just experimenting or just having fun or just nerding out on something. Right. So I think that's, that's one of the core things. And then also just going through the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur and the, that some of those mindset things, like I've only had a job, a normal W2 job, like for two years of my life. So nice. uh, yeah. Uh, so I just enjoy the journey, right? Like, I, like whether I was, I would just be, um, I mean, I, I there are certain things I want to do in my life and, and be to, you know, to enjoy it and whatnot, but like, I just enjoy this process. So I, I kind of, I'll live and die just building products for people and trying to sell them to them. You know, it's like, I, I love that process. I, when I was a kid, I yep. created things. I was lemonade stand selling Cokes at 4th of July, just whatever I could do to make a buck and just it wasn't to make money. It was just cause I enjoyed creating value, I suppose. So, so, uh, going back a little bit, you mentioned right after you sold the business, you kind of look back and, and you realize like, wow, I probably could have done that a lot faster, you know, knowing what I know now, if you were to rewind to the point where, you know, you're just starting that business out, what's one piece of advice that you would give yourself? Yeah, I would have niched down. Cause like it's, it all, like, that's how you resonate with people, right? The more you niche down, assuming you don't niche down so far that you, you literally just create no marketplace for yourself. <laughs> uh, but most people are just, a, most people are like, there's plenty of business in any niche. So I would have created more content in a more specific niche. Interesting. And is that something that you would have just started out the gates day one like that, or start off a little broad, see, you know, where you're resonating the most, where you're having the most success and then boom, all eggs in that basket. Like, Hey, this is the, this is the niche we're going with going forward. Yeah. I suppose like, yeah, I mean, I, I do think like you do need to, um, like in, 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 for instance, like even how I've crafted this company, it's like, I, I do think it's fine to kind of like figure out like where, where, like where you are and who you are, like, and kind of like navigating that a bit. Um, 
you don't have to pick a niche. It's just like the more you, the more you do, the better you're going to connect with those people. Um, and the, and the, when you start creating content, the more it's going to resonate with certain people. Like part of the reason why I create all that automation stuff, is just cause it's one way that I can cut through the noise, right? right. Like nobody, I don't know anybody else on TikTok that's making that specific thing. Um, I get lovers and haters from that content. And I think that's a good example. So you do have to, like you, people shouldn't stress themselves out by doing the niche thing. If you, if you can't figure it out, just do what you can do now and be more general. But I'll tell you, we would have grown faster if I had niched down because people are just afraid to commit to people. You're, what I find is like people are just actually afraid to commit to a group of people and serve them. And so you're actually committing to nobody. And who's going to commit to you if you're not committed to them? That's the whole deal with business is you have to commit to a group of people, especially if you don't have results yet, right? So like everybody starts with zero. Like you, you can't, if you're, if you're a marketing company and it's your first client, you can't promise anything. So what are they what are they really buying? They're buying your energy and your commitment to them. And if you can't commit to them, like why would they even enter? That's the missing link, right? So if you're going to start off, like that commitment is like the only thing that's going to like actually uh, get people going. Like when I, when I started uh, what I'm doing now, like the first thing I did is I created this little mastermind group and I didn't really have much results as a marketing company to show people. And so the only thing that it was, was my excitement and my commitment for helping those people that was the thing that they were like, okay, I'll give this guy a shot. Cause, cause yeah, I think it, I think it probably helps too, with just like becoming an expert in that space. Right. Instead of just being like, oh, like, you know, this guy does marketing. It's like, oh no, he's the expert on like this specific segment within marketing. And it's like anyone who needs that, like, this is your go-to guy, as opposed to competing with the, you know, the other uh, thousands of people in that higher level space that aren't niche down. Yeah. You, you either got to do what you're doing, which is like, it seems like you kind of found something that people haven't moved into yet. Um, which is like that real blue ocean strategy, or you got to niche down and that people are, people are, they're mistaken. It's like, there are plenty of clients for you, right? Like if you, like, just because you narrow it down, there's, there's less of them, but there's pl like, how many clients do you really need to scale your business? It's like, not that many, like, uh, like I'm in this mastermind group and the guy makes like six, $7 million a year. And it's just like with a hundred clients, I mean, he's been around for a while that, so a hundred clients is, is uh, a lot for anyone that's just beginning. But if you think about how many that is, that's not very many people. That's a hundred right. people. That's not. Like out of all of the marketplace, that's not a lot. You don't need that many people. Yeah, it's something that I've thought about, like even going further niche down from where I am instead of just, you know, helping brands who want to kind of migrate onto TikTok, like going a step further, like e-commerce brands or even like one step deeper than that. Um, but it's interesting though, like I have some buddies down here in Columbia who also run TikTok agencies and like, everyone kind of does something a little bit different, right? Like I've talked to people who they're more on like the the personal branding side of things versus like the um, the actual, you know, like e-commerce company. So yeah, it's something that I've kind of kicked around. I think it's still a little too early for me uh, to like fully go that route, but it's it's definitely something that's been on my mind. It's hard, um, it's hard. Yeah, 
Steven, I have a final question for you. What is up next, right? What are you looking forward to now these days? What's, um, what's next for SGP labs? Yeah, it's a good question. I think what I'm looking forward to is, I mean, number one, I've got business growth goals, so I'm looking forward to hitting those. But I think most of all, like I'm looking forward to just getting into a groove and not, not starting something new, not branching off and doing another thing. Like that's I like one of the, my biggest strengths is being creative and curious and starting things and getting them off the ground. Um, but that's also my weakness in the sense that I can spread myself a little thin. So I'm actually looking forward to just like getting into a groove, getting really good at the things I'm doing, seeing my YouTube channel grow, seeing my TikTok channel grow and helping more people by just keeping things simple and and not uh, overextending myself and just enjoying that instead of starting something new and then seeing something else suffer because I I did too much. Kind of a different love that advice. Kind of a different answer than maybe people would expect, but um, yeah, no, I love that advice and it's something that uh, it's something that I continuously tell myself because I know it's uh, like a potential weakness of mine where I continuously want to do new things like oh I have this idea this idea. And it's really for me about like saying no to things and realizing like, okay, this is like what we do well. Let's really focus on the, on this, right? Or this is like the core of what I want to do. Let's focus on this. Let's not let the, the shiny objects really, uh, really distract us. Yeah. Because like, it, like on any of these platforms, whether you pick LinkedIn or TikTok or YouTube, it's like the people that kind of really dig in deep and like build the relationships there and kind of learn how everything works. So you see them grow the fastest. And, uh, like the, the, doing the Gary V thing. So like, I, I say that kind of like tongue in cheek, or I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but like, first let's, first let's start creating the content. Let's, let's make an impact somewhere. Let's, let's, uh, cause like in marketing, especially it's like most people aren't going to buy your product. So you gotta, you gotta really master a channel. You gotta build some awareness. You gotta build some authority so that when people are ready to buy, they come to you. And the only way to do that is to kind of go deep on a platform, spend some time there, get some, like build relationships, like me and you are becoming friends over, over time. And, uh, and you know, it's like without going deep on those channels, cause most people just set up their profile and that's to them, that's what, that's what social media is. And it's like, nah, not really. It's like, now you got to go build all the relationships and create the content and get on podcasts and have people on your podcasts and, uh, share the love a bit, you know, truly really what it's about at the end of the day, connections and building those relationships. Steven, appreciate you coming on. This was an awesome episode. Where can the listeners go to find more about you and your company? Yeah. So it, you know, you can, uh, I'm, I'm Steven G Pope on pretty much every, every channel. And that's with a P H S T E P H E N. And then G P O P E. I put the G in there because there's a, famous Stephen Pope out there. I had to differentiate myself. But if you go to LinkedIn or TikTok or YouTube, or even just Google search, you type that in, I'll pop up and you can uh, check it out and say hi and, uh, and uh, we can collaborate. Awesome. And we'll link up all of your socials, your website, either in the show notes or description, depending on where you're watching this. Stephen, awesome having you on. Yeah. Looking forward to collaborating in the future, man. I'd love to have you on one of my expert panels too, but I'll see you.
we got to do that soon. Um, awesome. That was great. 27 minutes, exactly where we're looking for. That Sweet. went, uh, that went really well. Yeah, that was fun, man. I enjoy it. And, um, I am going to be doing like an expert panel. I, I usually broadcast it live to uh, LinkedIn. Are you trying to, are you trying to do stuff on LinkedIn now? Yes. I, uh, like two weeks ago, just made the first couple posts and I'm, I'm in the stage right now where like, I just need to set aside, you know, two hours a week and just like be consistent with it and start to start to set those systems up. But yeah, I am looking to make a, a push on LinkedIn. Yeah. There's a lot of interest for TikTok as well. Like that's the, one of the main things I talk about there. Yeah. Like, and, and I just push my TikToks. So we were talking about distribution. So LinkedIn is one of the places that your TikToks will actually do well on because it just, Interesting. it stands out. So, I, so that's one of the places where making it native, where you do that square video with the top and the bottom just blends in. Whereas the TikToks can kind of like really stand out, especially if you just even leave the TikTok logo in there. So it's just like, oh, this is a TikTok, you know? Super interesting. Yeah. I've actually been hearing from other people that like TikTok is starting to push video more and more these days and they're just going in that direction. Yeah. It's hard to tell. Like, I feel like that's a they're terrible at make it making it good for creators like it's they're always copying other people so mm -hmm. when i see it i'll believe it but um but it, but yeah man if if um if you know any other like tiktok creators that are um on linkedin maybe we can work together because i think that's where it works the best is where we can talk talk about tiktok but use people that have a linkedin audience and then we yep. could do like a panel between like you, me, and like two other people and, uh, put something together. So, I'll, so I'll, I'll message you and, um, we can see if we can work something out or. I have, uh, I have someone exactly in mind too. I was actually, um, I almost hired him to help me out with LinkedIn content and just like help us get this system up. Let me see. He's got a, he's got a solid presence on LinkedIn and has just been making content over there send you his uh and you see on tiktok too yeah he's a tiktok guy okay cool yeah because that's that's where it works really well is like where we can bring the tiktok authority but then we can also because i did another tiktok panel and it was really successful like linkedin lives can be kind of boring unless you can really promote it and get people to show up and i was able to do that and it was like there were a lot of people asking questions and feeding the feeding the panel and it was really cool yeah yeah, let's do it. All right, sweet man. Uh, I'm Thanks for having me on. I appreciate right. it. We'll, we'll collaborate some more soon. Bye. Bye.